Now entering the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by for quantum phase inversion. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back to the Poe. Now, I understand it's a weird-ass shit show around here, but stick with me and I'll uh, walk you through it a little bit here. You like our new door? Yeah, the guys down at R&D, they slapped that together with, you know, a little bit of salvage tech that we had laying around. It's from out of town, you could say. Now, what the door actually does is it matches your quantum phase signature along with the same vibrational frequency of the Poe here. So that way it's a much easier, faster way to get in and out of the Poe and back into the real world. Now this right here is the lobby. This is where I'll be bringing you guys in and out of the Poe. From here we'll head on down to the hub, and in the hub we'll branch off into one of four sections. Well now that we're here in the hub, if you look in all four corners along the side of the wall, we have four different wings that we can branch out from here. For now they're divided into formal science, natural science, social science, and fringe or supernatural science. We, meaning me and you guys, will probably end up changing the names of these sections in the future, but for right now we're going to go ahead and leave it like this, and I'll kind of break down why. Now this wing over here, formal science, basically it's the foundation toolbox of the before mentioned sciences here. Formal science predates the scientific method as we know it, by almost 2,000 years. Fundamentally speaking, mathematics is the root of any science. It's basically the language of the universe. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Thanks for the fish. Now, if you look at the entrance of the door, you'll see a small display just right off to the side. Inside that display, you'll notice a series of clay tablets. These are clay tablets that were forged 1,800 years before the Common Era. This was evidence that the Babylonians were using mathematics at least as far back as that. But we'll look closer at those later. We're on a time schedule here. Oh, speaking of time, it was also the same region that provided us with the 60 seconds, 60 minutes, and the 24-hour clock that we use today. Take a look at your hand. You're not looking at your hand. Okay, now that you're looking at your hand, look at your fingers. See how each finger is divided into three parts? Using the right hand, Sumerians would count with their thumb each of these sections. One, two, three would be your index finger. Four, five, six would be your middle finger. And so on, until you got up to 12. Once you had all four fingers counted down to 12, you would hold up one finger on your left hand. This would signify a placeholder for 12. And you would repeat this five times until all five fingers on your left hand were up and you end up with the number 60. So that's how they divided time into 60 seconds, 60 minutes. Aussie Fingerless, what time is it? Hey, you guys are dicks. You know I lost three fingers in a plow accident? That's why I can't count past three. I'm not exactly sure how they came up with the 24-hour clock. Um, I haven't looked into it as of yet, but... I suspect it probably had something to do with, you know, having 12 hours, you know, for the day, 12 hours for the night, being your left and your right. Just a guess, but I'll let you know when we find out. Could you imagine the work week if we had a 60-hour day? Yeah, hey, Frank. How you doing, man? Well, Bob, I gotta tell you, I have to work 100 hours 
before I can even get overtime. How you think I'm doing? Another thing that this counting method also gave us is actually the 360 degrees for the circle, the 90 degrees for a square. The mathematics of the first city builders still echo to this very day as we now send probes out among the stars. Kind of cool, don't you think? After viewing the latest images from Mars, NASA realized that Mars looks a lot like eastern Washington. So in order to make it feel more like home to our future visitors, they're going to send up a bunch of shot-up refrigerators, old torn-up couches, and a bunch of beer cans. So let's move on to the next wing. This wing over here is the natural sciences wing. Here we look at it, and you guessed it, natural sciences or phenomena based on empirical data. Phenomena. Do-do-do-do-do. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. The most essential tools that cover in this particular area are peer review and repeatable results. Once you enter the natural sciences area, you'll see it's divided into two primary branches. Life science off to the left, physical science off to the right. Sure, life science can actually be considered biology. Life science concerns itself with the evolution of the single-cell organisms up to the multi-cell organisms that populate the world that we know today. You guys remember in the original Star Trek series, Season 2, Episode 18, The Immunity Syndrome, when Kirk went up against a giant amoeba that was going to take over the entire universe? Here we cover everything from virology. Mr. President, there seems to be a virus that's coming out of Kansas and affecting our boys over in Europe. What should we do? Well, yeah, we need our boys to keep fighting and being good spirits, so let's blame it on the Spanish. To genetic heritage information exchange? Yes, we cut off the heads of flatworms and we discovered that when they grow their heads back, they retain their own memories. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, it's a little cruel, but cool at the same time. To biodiversity of ecosystems and all kinds of other cool shit. The other branch over here is physical science. Now, this is the area that covers... Physics, chemistry, earth science, and astronomy. Each of these areas themselves are also broken into many other branches based upon the area of origin. For example, that demon core that we saw in episode one. So it's nuclear? Huh, that's weird. Uh, why isn't it glowing? Oh, hey, does this dome belong on top of there? No, 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 don't put that on top of there! You'll find that down in the natural sciences wing. You'll take a right, head down to the physical science branch... Take the third right, head down to the nuclear science area, and you'll find mankind's contribution to the absurd section. Truck on down there and you'll find it. And we might visit that again pretty soon. But again, we are on a time crunch, so let's move on. The third branch over here, the social sciences, is personally my favorite in this whole place. When I went back to school, I originally wanted to be an anthropologist and a history teacher. But I got a little sidetracked. Uh, hey guys, uh, I'm getting a red light on the board here. Because someone convinced me I could make a six-figure income. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Stability thrusters offline. With graphic design and a focus and flash. Sir, home's not responding. But no. 2007, we had the economy collapse. Engage the positive side thrusters. And then Steve Jobs had to go on his crusade to punish Adobe and Macromedia for their merger and then ban Flash on all Apple platforms. Code Dragon. Code Dragon. We're losing him. You know, I wasted a lot of money. Man, sir, we're no longer in control. In time, in effort, 
And for what? Sound the collision alarm. A degree that's worth less than the paper that I'm wrapping Subway sandwiches in? We've lost him. It's been an honor serving with you. I'm sorry. Was I just talking? Oh, moving on. Yeah, social sciences. This is where we take a look at the interactions of humans through their sociological relationships or individual behaviors and actions, such as the cooperative building of things for a larger goal. Hey, let's stand a bunch of rocks up here. No, I would do that. It'll totally fuck with the people in the future. Okay, cool. Or to fuck over others for personal gain. Yeah, I really want that guy's shit. Or just out of sheer malice. Fuck you, Steve Jobs. You used to be my hero, dude. Before I pass away, I want to make sure I can screw as many people that aren't using my platform as possible. Sorry. Moving on. This will probably be my strongest area of information, since it's the area that I have the deepest passion for. Growing up, I was always interested in ancient civilizations. I enjoyed the Bible because it talked about olden times, but then when I would ask questions, uh, some people didn't have all the answers I was looking for, things that didn't exactly line up. I would just be shot down or ridiculed or just flat out ignored. Move along, kid. You bother me. But I'm kind of an overthinker. No shit. If something doesn't make sense, I'm going to work on it till it does. When I started looking deeper, I discovered a thing that was called the Bronze Age Collapse. Societies that predated the Bible by hundreds, even thousands of years. And I fucking love a mystery. The idea of Troy. The idea of Babylon. The Sumerians. I've always been curious. In a preschool that I went to, I was known as Paul the Wanderer. Because if I ever found a door that was unlocked, I would have to go and explore it. Now, here's the thing. I bitched for years about the degree I got in graphic design. Uh, hey guys, I got a yellow light here. Wait, I thought we died. Yeah, but we get better. I felt like I got bamboozled. And maybe I did. It took me many years before I did anything with that degree. And then it was only kind of half ass of it. But let me tell you something. If it wasn't for that degree, I wouldn't be doing this right now. I don't necessarily believe in destiny, but sometimes I have to wonder. The trick to life is you're always going to fall down at some time or another. You can either sit there and bitch about your lot in life and let the world pass you by while calling you a little crybaby. Or you can get up and dust yourself the fuck off and keep on going until you trip again. But no matter what, always keep moving forward. Sooner or later, you'll forget about those other stumbles. Because hopefully, you've learned from them. Oh my god, are we getting preachy? Sounds like we're getting preachy. I think we're getting preachy. That can be said on a larger scale as well, when applied to humanity in general. Time and again, social structures and civilizations, they collapse. But the human tenacity is always to come back. Yeah, it takes us a while sometimes. But after every collapse, something greater comes from it. Are we the pinnacle of everything that came before us? Absolutely. Yeah, we're number one! We're, we're number, number one. one! We're, we're number, number one. one! We're number one! Are we the pinnacle of everything that there will be? Fuck no. Absolutely not. Aww. We are an evolving species. We're growing. We will learn something tomorrow or the day after that that will shift our paradigm of existence as we know it. A good prime example of it includes gay rights and the Me Too movement. 
just in the last decade. The civil rights movement back in the 60s, the abolishment of slavery in the Americas, putting aside mysticism for scientific method. The Lord has put a plague upon this land for you are all sinners. Yeah, maybe we should take a look at all these rats running around. Now, each of these events, when we look at these through our eyes today, seem like great advancements in moving humanity forward. And they were. But keep in mind, these events also marked the end of a way of life for others. Change can be scary, but those who can adapt and grow and to unlearn mistaken ideals, we, as a society, can move forward with a more evolved sense of empathy and understanding of our world. Real knowledge comes from accepting the fact that you don't know everything. Release the ego and view the world from a less singular perspective and know that we, your brothers and sisters, we're all in the same boat. See? Told you, Preachy. We all fall under a very simple but yet complex hierarchy of needs as sentient beings. Creatures that can contemplate their own existence in a vast universe. Oh, great. Here we go with the universe. What's next? Maslow? This can be summed up through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, I wish I'd kept my mouth shut. First, we have the physical need for water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. I don't exactly fall under that very last part, but we'll move on. And there he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind, never even considered for mass production. The second is a need for safety, personal security, employment, health, and a place to call our own. Yeah, this is my shit. My shit right here. Don't you fucking touch my shit. The third of our needs is a need for love and belonging. We all want friends and other people that we can be intimate with. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about that deeper understanding of who we are below the surface of what we show the world. Those who have seen and accept our naked soul. What I'm saying is all I really want is someone to hold me and tell me everything is going to be all right. The fourth need in the list is a need for personal esteem. To feel like we matter. Personal respect as well as recognition for the actions that we perform. To know that what we're doing isn't for naught. Yeah, I'd forget me too. And ultimately, the fifth, self-actuation. The desire that every mouth-breathing, half-hairless ape has a desire to become something more, or at least to be the best that we can possibly be. You don't have to be the best. Just do your best. At times, I'm very misanthropic towards humanity. But at the same time, I'm also its hugest fan. The social and technological achievements of these simians that evolved on this four-plus-billion-year-old rock are truly impressive. I'm thankful for my place here in space and time. I think, therefore, I am. I may not have offspring, but if I can influence even one person to look at something they hadn't thought about, I'm happy knowing I wasn't just a waste of atoms taking up space. All right. Enough of my existential reflection. I'm sure I'm boring the shit out of you right now. I'll probably do it again sometime, but I'll try to keep the sermons at a minimum. Yeah, right. right. Now, why don't I tell you a little bit about what this section will have? Now, here in the social science wing, we'll be looking at different objects, such as Rosa Parks' chair from the bus, or ancient arrowheads, or even some of the clay tablets that we've got over there in fundamental science. They belong over here, too. Yeah, that's the problem with crossovers and overlaps. What? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just saying shit. We'll take a look at these objects and explain a little bit of the history and the overall impact that they've had on us up to this day. Let's move on to the next wing of the Poe. 
This wing here is labeled supernatural science, or French science, or maybe even pseudoscience. Scully, you aren't going to believe this. Not to be mistaken for theoretical science. Each of the sciences have their own theoretical divisions. This section is dedicated to the unexplained, or at the very least, unreproducible events. Yeah, you say that you can levitate. Can you do that for me right now? Yeah, I can't do it right now while you're looking at me, bruh. The vibrational frequency of your aura is disrupting the cosmic matrix, so I can't do it right now. Close your eyes and I'll do it. In this area, we branch off into cryptozoology, ufology, and mysticism, and all other things that fall outside the established scientific method. If we fail to anticipate the unforeseen or expect the unexpected in a universe of infinite possibilities, we may find ourselves at the mercy of anyone or anything that cannot be programmed, categorized, or easily referenced. Love me some X-Files. By the way, how did they get out of Antarctica? Now that is not to say that all things in this wing are actually real, or at least exist outside of these halls, or in the minds of conspiracy theorists and the such. Human race, get off your knees. But who am I to say what is real and what is not? The fact that a bunch of atoms can be arranged into complex molecules and carbohydrates that give me the ability to see, smell, taste, touch, and think is pretty fucking amazing in its own right. So I'm just going to roll with it. If it weren't for this particular section, we might not even be here in our imagination here in the Poe. Yay, I like being in my imagination. Don't pull my hair. I'm telling. This crazy little fort built inside of a creepypasta legend that to this day is still evolving. But what greater magic in the universe is there than the human imagination? The eyes of a baby or a steady paycheck? As Arthur C. Clarke stated in his Three Laws, Oh great, now we're learning law. When a distinguished elderly scientist states that something is possible, he or she is most certainly right. When he or she says that something is impossible, he or she is probably wrong. Yeah, it's impossible to go to the moon. They filmed that shit on a film set in L.A. where the comics live. An invisible line to trigger a chime when entering a convenience store would have been thought impossible by most 200 years ago. And entertaining that idea certainly would have gotten you burned by the church 400 years ago. Oh, but your holiness, what is the universe... It's infinite. It goes in all directions. Lock him up. Law number two. The only way of discovering the limits of possible are to venture a little way past them into the impossible. Let's make a phone that you can use in your car. What? That's impossible. The James Webb Telescope is a prime example of this. At the time of proposal, its technology hadn't even been invented yet but we chose to go to the moon and beyond in this endeavor. Sure, it took longer than predicted, but it's there, peering deep into the vastness of the universe to the very beginning of time itself. Behold, the moment just after the Big Bang with crystal clarity. Wait, what is that? Is that a Warner Brothers logo at the center? This thing is working better than expected by the people who looked past the limitations of the technology at the time. Law number three. A sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Sorcery, I tell you. Sorcery. For example, this thing that you're listening to, this podcast, you're most likely listening to this on your phone while either driving, working out, or cutting carrots. Oh my, how did he know I was cutting carrots? Sorcery, I tell you. 
Sorcery. Take that phone even 20 years into the past. Never mind the fact that you probably will have limited coverage, if you have coverage. And if you do have coverage, you'll probably end up with roaming fees. Guys, remember those? $300 for two phone calls? What the actual... But the information and the camera technology, along with the fingerprint identification, as well as Bluetooth, would seem almost unbelievable to a person in 2002. Imagine going back to 1902. Even without the internet, the fact that you could pull up photos or play any music stored on this phone would seem like magic. But to us, it's just a way of life. Yeah, you know, I don't need no devil box. You take your devil box and you hit on down the road there, mister. No trouble. No trouble. Things that are unreal now may not be tomorrow. And that's really what this wing is about. The impossible laid out as possible. Even if I take an artistic spin to make these stories a little more digestible, I want to make these stories to give us something to mull over. As humans, we are natural explorers, always searching the horizon. Our curiosity has spread us to every continent on this planet. It has given us the ability to create agriculture, societies, split the atom, climb to the highest peaks, dive to the deepest depths, to walk on the moon, and now we're heading to our neighboring planets. If we don't accidentally annihilate ourselves, we could possibly even populate the stars. Uh, hey, boss, what's this button do? Now, there's some argument that humans probably shouldn't go to the stars, because we'll wreck it the way we've wrecked everything else. But keep this in mind. As a species, we're very young. If you were to base the general lifespan of a species on, say, the average human life, consider us as essentially three- or four-year-olds. Yeah, we make a mess, but hopefully we learn from our mistakes and become responsible adults when our time comes to venture to the stars. Well, I figure that's enough of my pontification for the intent of this project. You're probably walking away even more confused than you were when you walked in the door. But don't worry. Just eat your cookie and understand that here, the spoon doesn't bend. But we do. Let's finish this off with a quote that actually guided me for years. And honestly, I screwed it up the first time I read it, but it stuck with me like this. The journey of true exploration comes not from seeing new lands, but of seeing with new eyes. Marcellus Prouse. Let's get out of here, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Next week will be our first unofficial mini-episode. Again, these are non-official episodes. The real show will be in January. You're my test monkeys. Do not hesitate to email me. I'll have the email set up next week. But if you're on the Facebook, you'll get the email address from there before the next episode drops. So, all right, folks. Peace, love, and food stamps. Be excellent to each other. Love you guys. Now, get the hell out of here. I got work to do. Now exiting the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by. Warning. Warning. System malfunction. Please exit the system in... Hey, hey, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, you thought you were on your way out, right? Yeah, you aren't the first to come across here. 
come with me if you want to live. Now, this was a delicate situation. I could tell by the confusion on their eyes they were on their way out of the Po. But because those knuckleheads in R&D are playing around with proto-matter, are acting just like monkeys playing around with a gas can near a campfire. Keep your head down if you want to keep it on top of your shoulders. They call themselves Listener. Almost as annoying as that Cornelius level I got stuck on, but at least these folks seem to be able to follow direction well. Listener, I get you're confused. It's okay, you aren't the first. My name is Hank, Hank Gray. You aren't bonkers. Now, if you could hold from chucking up your last meal and try to pull it together, I'll try to put the kibosh on this whole confusion for you, all right? Here I was, like so many times before. Some confused listeners, I try to sneak them through the sticks. It's better if they don't wrap their noodle around it too much. The ones that get through here usually don't come back. I'm sure those yahoos will have the kinks worked out by next week. The meatballs over there at R&D thought it was a great idea to use protomatter to get that gate system of theirs working. But here you are. So now here I am to bail in and sweep you out for their screw up. Follow me through this brush. So here's the scoop, sport. You were on your way out, right? Well, you have a quantum marker that'll dial you straight to the front room or reality as you know it. Well, head down. All right, now all you need to do is click your heels together three times and say there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? Nah, never does. I still get a kick out of it. I can see that all-too-familiar look on the listener's face. Annoyed. But let me tell you something. Being lost in the back rooms, you need to find a little humor, or you'll go insane and start talking to yourself. Oh, wait. All right, bad joke. Listen up. There's an exit point at the end of this level. You'll be able to use it. I got here before they set up the gate system, so I don't have the quantum signature. But you do. Many times I've had to take a listener through the gauntlet to the quantum accelerator, hoping the next leap will be my leap back home. But it isn't. I always seem to get leaped into another section of this madhouse. At least we're not on that cockamamie Cornelius level. Yeah, she was a pretty redhead. But when the only word on that whole level is Cornelius, it really lacks for meaningful conversation. You're lucky this is a short level. These guys have been fighting for generations, near as I can tell. You're in the Cola Wars level. The two largest factions here are Pepsi Coalition and the Coca-Cola Alliance. I'm aligned with a smaller faction, the Royal Mounted Cola. On this level, they seem to be the most accepting of all the Colas. Don't mind their beady eyes, their flappy heads, and their hockey sticks. They use those things with the deadly precision of a samurai warrior. Incoming. Yeah, these guys take soda seriously. Follow me. Holy jeepers, that looks like a door to the Po. Uh, Pepsi Zero! Ah, oh, dagnabbit. Damn it, I thought I had a knife equipped, not a Molotov cocktail. Holy Moses, this guy's on fire. Wait, Pete? Paul? Pete, don't close the door. There was an actual door to the outside. Damn, that was my way out of this joint. But this Pepsi Zero had to jump in front of me and I had to turn him into Richard Pryor, even though I won't get that reference for another 30 years. Oh, there was an actual door. All right, listener, you see that glowing spot between those trees over there? Run through that and you'll get out. Also, when you're out there, if you like stories of the strange and paranormal, check out Sean Castle's podcast, Grey Castle. You'll definitely enjoy it, I guarantee. Tell him that Hank Gray sent you. Now, get out of here. Adios. 
Yeah, there goes another confused soul. Now exiting the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Have a nice day. Hope they come back. This place is really odd. I hope they'll figure out that door. Hate to have these poor listeners run through my old stories. But we'll see what happens. Alright. Now let's see where I just leaped to. Cornelius. 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 Not again. Cornelius. 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 Cornelius.